Welcome to Ahead of the Curve, the Scoliosis Experience Podcast, where my aim is to empower individuals with scoliosis and movement professionals alike by providing free, up-to-date information on scoliosis management and treatment. My goal is to improve the quality of life for those with scoliosis and equip movement professionals with the knowledge and skills needed to effectively support them. Hi, welcome back to another episode of Ahead of the Curve. I'm your host, Dr. Megan Teed, and today we are going to be talking all about osteoporosis and scoliosis. And a lot of people don't know that there is a connection between the two, and today we are going to kind of dive in, dig into what is osteoporosis how is it diagnosed? A couple of factoids about osteoporosis and its connection to scoliosis, and some things that you can do about it if you know that you have both conditions. So, thanks for tuning in again today. Um, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. I will give you a little heads up. I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> um, went to just went to lunch with a friend and had a delicious mimosa while I was there and. Gosh, I tell you what, they make you so sleepy. I the champ, I just had one and I'm like, I could take a nap right now. <laughs> but I knew that I had to do this recording today. So um hopefully I can perk up a little bit while I'm talking about this interesting information. And um hopefully you can gain some insights from what we're talking about today. So I want you to just kind of think about some things that you've heard about osteoporosis in the past and um, what comes to mind when you think about osteoporosis. I think a lot of people visualize maybe someone who's a little bit more on the elderly scale, a little bit older. Um, you may visualize someone who has less body mass. So kind of thinner on the thin side, um, smaller boned. So while some of those things are actually true, there are more people that are at risk for osteoporosis than you may realize. So uh, what exactly is osteoporosis? Um, so osteoporosis is a bone weakening condition that is caused by a decrease in bone mineral density and quality over time. So people that have osteoporosis, their bones become more porous and brittle, and that makes them more prone to fractures in the future. And this is a big concern for someone that has scoliosis because the fractures that happen for someone that has scoliosis and osteoporosis, they tend to be in their spine and it's something called a compression fracture that happens. So when you think about the vertebrae of someone's spine that has scoliosis, it already has uneven loading on the spine. So that means one side has more of a heavy load and the other side has a, a lighter load. And that uneven loading of the spine, it causes in adolescence, it causes the side that has um, more pressure on it to grow more rapidly and the other side to grow more slowly. 
And, you know, that kind of causes the vicious cycle to happen. So in, you know, conditions like osteoporosis and a compression fracture happens within that spine, it causes the curve to progress even more so because the side that kind of gets crushed or collapsed, um, that causes the concave side to be more pronounced and then the convex side to also become more pronounced. And another thing that can happen is a compression fracture in the sagittal plane. So when we think of scoliosis, we usually think of the side to side plane. So that's where you see, you know, kind of the side bending aspect of things. When we're talking about the sagittal plane, that's the view that you get when you're looking at somebody from the side. And um, with osteoporosis, a lot of times there is a conjunctive, con concurrent, thank you. <laughs> um, my brain is like, what are you doing? Um, a concurrent condition called kyphosis linked um, in addition to the osteoporosis. And kyphosis means rounded shoulders, a forward head posture, and um, you can kind of see that the middle back pushes out more obviously than someone that doesn't have a kyphosis. So compression fractures that occur in people that have a more of a kyphosis they tend to happen more so in the front of their spine. So if you're um, in the front of their vertebrae, so that causes the kyphosis to become even more enhanced, the rounded shoulder and like kind of the sunken in chest condition to become more enhanced. So it's pretty obvious when we think about osteoporosis and scoliosis from that aspect, why it's really important to have an understanding, do I have this condition, first of all? And if I do have this condition, what can I do about it um, after you realize that you have it? Here are a couple of facts about osteoporosis. It's estimated that more than 10 million Americans have osteoporosis and 80% of them are women. Osteoporosis can affect anyone regardless of gender, but people that um, are postmenopausal, thin or fair-skinned, um, inactive, consume excessive amounts of alcohol or caffeine, they tend to be higher risk for developing osteoporosis. So kind of like what we were talking about earlier, someone who is a bit more frail looking um, or just a thinner body build, um, has fair skin. And then a couple of things that you can't really see from the outside looking in, um, someone who consumes a lot of alcohol or caffeine and also smokers. Um, so if you fall into some of those categories, just kind of make a little checklist, mental note, uh, where you fall there. Um, some of the statistics regarding uh, the prevalence of osteoporosis in comparison 
and its connection to scoliosis, there's a study in 2008 that was done that compared siblings. Um, it looked at siblings, one who had scoliosis, one who has no scoliosis, and it looks at their rates and the incidence of them developing osteoporosis. And the study showed that people that had the scoliosis, the sibling that had scoliosis, had a much higher incident of osteopenia and osteoporosis among girls in, in this study. While their siblings um, without scoliosis, they um, had a normal bone mass or bone density. We're going to link that study in the show notes so you can dig into that a little bit deeper if you're interested in taking a peek at that. But um, that is one of several studies that just shows that there is a, some sort of link between um, people that have scoliosis and their propensity for developing osteoporosis in the future. So how is osteoporosis diagnosed? Um, it's typically diagnosed using a bone mineral density test, and the test measures the amount of minerals in the bones, and it can help determine if an individual's bone density has been reduced over time. There's also blood tests that can measure uh, levels of calcium, vitamin D, and hormones that are also related to bone health and bone um, mass that can be used in combination to the bone mineral density test. Um, but, and that's usually like the best way to diagnose osteoporosis. If you suffer with pain from your scoliosis and are looking for ways to reduce your symptoms, look no further. I have a free video that covers 10 simple exercises to help target scoliosis pain improve balance, and strengthen muscles that you can do from the comfort of your own home. Watch it on your phone, tablet, or smart TV and start treating your scoliosis today. Grab your free video from the link in the show notes for this episode. The unfortunate thing is osteoporosis doesn't really have any symptoms that will show up usually until you have a really like you bump into something or you have a fall and it causes you to break a bone. And that's usually when it's investigated that, you know, and you come to find out that you have osteoporosis. So if you're a woman who's over the age of 65, it's recommended that you should go and get the test, the bone mineral density test. Uh, just as a proactive and preventative measure, because once you can determine if you have osteopenia or osteoporosis, you can start to do some things about it. Knowledge is power. <laughs> um, so I have a client who I've been working with now for a couple months, and she came to me initially um, she has scoliosis and osteoporosis, and she was told by her doctor several years ago that she should stop walking because she could break a bone from walking. And I'm actually not even certain that she was told 
the reason why she should stop walking, but she was told from her doctor that she should stop walking because of her osteoporosis. So she listened and her condition continued to decline and, and become worse over time. Um, she was getting weaker. She was having a harder time holding herself upright. Like she just felt like she was collapsing in on herself and she was kind of confused. She's like, okay, well, I'm following what my doctor told me to do. And, you know, I just, I feel like my quality of life is, is not anywhere where I would like it to be. So, um, when we started working together, I told her, she, she told me about that scenario. And I told her that, you know, actually it's, it's the opposite that you really do need to continue walking and be as strong as you can when you have a condition like osteoporosis, because, um, you need impact on your bones. You need kind of stress on the bones in order for them to, to get stronger. Um, otherwise, yeah, you're, I mean, exactly what is happening will happen. Your condition will continue to, to decline because your muscles are becoming weaker. So you don't have the strength to hold yourself upright against resistance baseline, not even considering the fact that you have scoliosis. When you have scoliosis, it's even harder to be holding yourself upright. So it's twice as important for you to get strong in a very safe manner, of course, kind of with some guidance from a professional who understands scoliosis and osteoporosis. So um, through working together over the past few months, she's really seen an improvement in her ability to do some things that she enjoys again. So she started taking walks with her husband on a daily basis and you know, just getting outside is important. Getting that vitamin D, natural vitamin D from sunlight has made a big, tremendous difference in the way that she's just feeling, but it's also has the added benefit of helping with bone density. And then again, the impact of, you know, walking on a sidewalk on concrete um, that is absorbed up through the chain and it helps to improve bone density. So um, that story just makes me so frustrated that, you know, you're, you really trust your doctors and your providers to be telling you accurate information and you follow it. But, you know, to have something like that happen that's making your condition worse is, is just really hard to see that happening to people. So, um, you know, if you have a provider who's telling you to become less active in any sort of condition that you have, I highly recommend getting a second opinion. Uh, of course, there are always exceptions to that rule, but I would say probably nine times out of 10, you're going to be getting advice from your doctor to become more active because there's tremendous benefit across the board for all conditions. Um, activity movement is medicine.
So the, it's very important uh, to have gentle, consistent movement if you have osteoporosis. So um, there's a few lifestyle factors that you can change that can help um, prevent osteoporosis. So kind of the opposite of the risk factors that I listed earlier, uh, getting regular exercise, eating a balanced diet with plenty of calcium and vitamin D, avoid smoking and excessive alcohol consumption, and take uh, your medications and your supplements as directed by your doctor. Um, also getting adequate sun exposure and um, doing some movements that are a little bit more intended to improve your bone density. So I'm going to talk about that next. So a couple of tips as far as what movements are good if you are looking to improve your bone density or prevent osteoporosis in the future. You know, it can happen really to anyone. Um, like I said, that th there are higher risks um, depending on your family history, on um, kind of your baseline demographics as well. So here are a couple of exercises that are recommended, walking, um, bouncing. So you can use a rebounder or you can just bounce in one place. So bouncing, you want your knees to bend softly and your heels lift off the ground and get a little bit of air underneath of them. You're not actually leaving the floor. Your whole foot is not leaving the floor. Um, I mean, that would be another way <laughs> of bouncing, but um, you can keep your feet on the ground and just lift the heels quickly up and down and make sure that your knees and your joints and your ankles are staying like soft and loose. And um, also working on your balance is really important. So when you have osteoporosis, obviously it's a really high concern if you fall because you have a higher tendency for fracturing a bone. Um, so practicing your balance is a way that you can prevent falls. And um, it's also a way that you can become a little bit more agile. So when you're getting up from the floor, that's a good thing to be practicing. That's a time that a lot of people fall. Um, also, if, if you have to get up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and the lights are out in the house, that is another time that people fall because your balance is compromised when your vision is taken away. My clients know that for a fact from working with me, I make them close their eyes when they're practicing their balance. And usually things kind of decline a little bit. <laughs> they take away that vision. So it's important to use nightlights um, or flashlights if you get up in the middle of the night to use the restroom as a preventative measure, but also practice your balance in different conditions such as closing your eyes. Um, <clears throat> finally, the another way to um, improve your bone density and to improve, um, decrease your risk 
for developing osteoporosis um, is to begin weightlifting. So weightlifting causes tension on the muscles. The tension on the muscles and the tendons um, applies a tension on the bones and that tension stimulates bones to produce more bone tissue. So as a result, the bones become stronger and more dense and the risk for osteopenia, osteoporosis, and fractures decreases. So um, it's really important um, if you know that you have scoliosis, you know that you have osteoporosis, I think the level of importance of you finding a practitioner who specializes in scoliosis becomes a little bit more important because there's certain movements for you that are a lot more important for you to be avoiding than somebody that doesn't have osteoporosis. So when you are doing a flexion movement, so that means like bending forward, reaching down for the floor, those type of movements tend to um, increase kind of the risk of compression fractures to happen within the spine. So uh, we ta already talked about that uneven loading, side to side, front to back. So when you're bending forward, you're increasing that pressure within the vertebrae even more, that uneven loading even more. So that increases the risk for a compression fracture to happen. Um, if you want a little bit more guidance and you're not really sure where to turn, um, I'd be happy to have a conversation with you um, for free. You can schedule a discovery call in the link below. There is also a program that's beginning to spread across the United States. It's called Buff Bones. And that's B-U-F-F, -F, like you're getting buff and strong. Um, they use a combination of Pilates-based uh, inspired movements, balance movements, flexibility, mobility to help improve bone density and decrease risk for falling and improve bone health. Um, there's also information that you can find um, through Bone Health and Osteoporosis Foundation. I'm also going to link that in the show notes for you if you want to learn a little bit more information about osteoporosis and bone health. And you can find them at www.bonehealthandosteoporosis.org. So, um, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ahead of the Curve. I hope you found the information and insights shared today helpful in your journey with scoliosis. Join us again next time for more discussions on living with scoliosis and ways to support those with this condition. Until then, take care and stay ahead of the curve. Music.